as we've been talking about throughout the service, it is the first day of Elul, uh, which is coming up uh, tomorrow evening. And it is our tradition that every single day during the month of Elul, we blow the shofar. And it's to make sure that all 29 days, you are preparing in some ways for what is upon us, which is Rosh Hashanah, and the fact that time is turning and that we have very little control over how time manifests in our life, but we do have some control over what we do with the time we have. And the shofar is really there to give us a spiritual wake up. And there's a beautiful story, which is very simple, by the Magid of Dubno, who talks about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and says that there was a man who traveled one, one village to the next, and during the time he was in the village next to his village, a terrible fire broke out. And he heard drums beating and drums beating, and he didn't know what was going on, and he ran and he said, what's happening? They're saying, don't worry, the drums are beating, the fire will go out. And he was amazed because he smelled smoke, he saw fire, and then the fire went out. And he said, that's, that's incredible, we need to get those drums for our village. And so he went around and he purchased the same drums that they used in the village next door because it was an area that was very prone to fire. And he went back to his village, and only a month later, fires broke out in his village. And everybody woke up and smelled the fire, and he had told them when the fire breaks out, which it will inevitably, we beat the drums and the fire will go out. And everybody woke up and they smelled the fire and they heard the yelling. Everybody started beating the drums that he had brought from the next village over and they beat the drums and one by one, every single one of the huts that they lived in burned to the ground. And everybody stood around looking at him and he was so angry and he was so ashamed and he couldn't believe that it didn't work. And he went back to the next village the next day and he said, how could you have done this to me? I brought the drums over and we beat the drums and the fire burned through our village. And they said, are you from Chelm, which is a place of fools? And he said, why? And they said, because the drums are the alarm. The drums are the wake-up call to get the water. <laughs> he said, oh, you forgot to tell me that part. <laughs> so what I'm here to tell you from that story is that this shofar, this ram's horn, is very much like the entire year. And by that I mean that what you put into it is what's going to come out of it. You can only get out of the shofar what you put. If you put a little bit of breath in, it's not going to be a lot. If you put your whole self in, then so much can happen this year. You guys, you know that game, the hokey pokey? You know? You put, we played it as a game. With a song and a dance inside of it, okay? So you put your right hand in, you put your left hand in. And the, the point of the whole dance, so the point of it is... You put your whole self in, you put your whole self out, you put your whole self in, and you shake it all, you do the hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's what it's all about, is putting your whole self in. And the reason I'm saying that is that I'm going to blow the shofar at the end of my teaching, and I, I want you to prepare for it, but I also want you to know that Elul, um, which is an acronym, according to our tradition, the month that comes before Rosh Hashanah is an acronym for um, Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed is Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. And we are supposed to read this psalm, Psalm 27, every single day, which says, all that I really want is to live in the presence of the divine or in the house of God every single day of my life. And I 
I think about that during Elul. What does it mean to dwell in the presence of the divine? Except just put your whole self in. Put yourself out there. Um, and this is the time, the 29 days, to reflect on what do you have in there? And as Rabbi Rodich said, what don't you want anymore? What doesn't serve you? What are you going to let go and have be a part of last year and open yourself up to this year? Everybody has stuff that they're still carrying around. And our teaching about that is, it's not just the stuff that you did this year that you're carrying around, you actually have some residue in there that all of us have not let go of. And you get permission every year during Elul to look inside and to make choices and to say, these are the mitzvot, these are the changes that I'm going to make. And I'm thinking about that right now as we prepare to hear the call of the shofar every single day for 29 days. Because when, when I was little, I... Um, I often thought when I would see pictures of the Holocaust or I would um, be aware of disasters, I thought, like, what do adults do when there's a disaster? What would happen if I was alive as an adult and there was a disaster happening? W would I know about it? Would I think about every, every day? Would I be able to put it aside and live my life? And I kind of feel like that's what we're living in right now, is if you didn't know, Last week, last Shabbat on August 4th, California was proclaimed a national disaster. It was declared a national disaster because of the largest wildfires ever in the history of our state. And I wonder about what that means. Like, we are living in a disaster, and yes, we, we go outside in the morning and it's foggy and it's cold in San Francisco, but our state is burning. And you're not sick, but I know your voice is definitely impacted. I can hear it. Um, everybody is impacted in some ways. Um, there were people who came up to me after the six o'clock service after I talked about this, and they said, remember last year we lost our home, Rabbi. We had many, many congregants from Napa and Sonoma who just, they lost their homes. And the shofar is also a wake-up call for us to change our behavior. And so I want to make a suggestion, which is that this month is a time for you to commit yourself to doing something different. It's like a whole month of Shabbat that you get to look inside and say, you know what, this year is going to be different for me, and there might even be things that I choose, mitzvot I choose to do, that are going to impact the whole world, because I'm putting my whole self into it. And we started talking between the two services, and Cantoretti was like, but you didn't tell people what to do. What if we all made a commitment together? And, you know, there's got to be people in here who are savvy about starting a movement. Anybody here ever started a whole movement? Anybody want to start a whole movement? Anybody want to change the world? Wait, there's people in here who don't want to change the world? <laughs> Come and talk to me later. I'll teach you about Judaism or Rabbi Rodich or Kandarati. <laughs> it's not okay to have the world be the way it is. Judaism says the world's not okay the way it is. It has to change, and we have to be a part of it. It's like the hokey pokey. That's the Jewish version of the hokey pokey, is putting yourself yourself into it and making a change. So we thought one of, one, of, one of the biggest issues is the state's on fire, that there's a critical issue of climate change, and you could be a scientist or a politician or a rabbi or anything, and you know something is changing. And when I think about your kids and I think about your grandchildren, will they still have a Yosemite to even go to? There's an inevitability about what's happening in this world. And I'm not talking about politics, I'm talking about things like, what do we eat? There's something in Judaism called moshi, which is meat only on Shabbat and holidays. And some people practice it as an environmental and Jewish ethic. They only eat meat on Shabbat and holidays. Um, and so Cantor Addy said, what if we made that commitment this year? What if we like, revved up on Elul to an entire year where we said we're only going to eat meat once a week? That's it. 
um, the industry um, of cattle is creating so much methane and is a massive contributor to climate change. If every single person in this country stopped eating meat and lowered their carbon footprint, um, think about what might change. And so, to me, I can't believe I'm going to say this right now because I was not planning on doing it. I'm going to do it. I love, I, love eating, I love eating meat, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut back. Thank you. I'm already a vegetarian, but no, I'm, no. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Rabbi Rodich made the commitment. He is almost a vegan, seriously, now. He, is, he eats on, almost all plant-based food, um, and it, it makes a huge difference. So um, a lot of times we, we talk about um, the changes we want to make, Raise your hand if you're willing to make one change in your diet that um, you feel like this year you can commit to, and you don't even have to tell me what that is. Nobody's going to ask you what it is. Do you feel like you could make a change and say, you know what, I'm actually doing something where I'm contributing to the future and of we're this gonna planet? And we're going to make T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we're going to make T-shirts. This is how a movement starts, see? T-shirts. Bumper stickers. What? Bumper stickers Bumper and T-shirts. Bumper stickers and T-shirts. <laughs> okay, shh. Okay, yes. So I, I say that because for some people it's about what they eat, for some people it's about what they drink, for some people it's also, I also want to encourage you to, I, I say this almost every time we're together on Shabbat, which is to separate yourself from your technology and take Shabbat this year. Separate yourself from technology and take Shabbat this year. And it can start with an hour, it can start with a morning, it can start with an evening, but let go of that thing, let go of that thing that's in your hand, put it away and turn it off for a few hours. And also, get it out of your bedroom. How many people use their phone as um, their alarm clock? It's okay, I do too, right? Almost everybody. Imagine if it wasn't the first thing that you touched in the morning. Touch like almost anything else, and it's better for you <laughs> than the phone. I meant your toothbrush. I meant, okay? It will change your life. And I'm totally, I am totally like one of the people who, like, you will bust um, talking on the phone, like in the synagogue, on Shabbat, and you can humiliate me if you want. But everybody does it. We're all addicted to it in some way. So I say, let go of it, take Shabbat, and this Elul will be the time when you're going to make that commitment. And if you're struggling, talk to me or Rabbi Rodich or Cantor Addy. We'll take you out for a hamburger, I mean a vegan burger, and we'll do, we'll do this together. And what I want you to do is commit to, who here knows how many people are in a minion? Exactly. Ten people in a minion. I, this is like a moral minion that we're talking about. So I want you to make a commitment to not only make that one change, but to see if you get ten other people to make that one little change. All right? And stop the cows from letting so much gas go into um, the environment. Did we also say we're not going to eat dairy? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. So that's, that's for next year. That's next Elul. We're making it achievable for achievable. the beginning. Just, the first, yes, first just step. give up meat. Just give up meat. One so step at a time. I'm going to ask everybody to think about that commitment when I blow the shofar. I'm going to say three, and you're going to give me a takiyah. One, two, three. Tequila.